In the holy name of Jesus. It is eight days after Easter now, and the disciples have it partway right. You remember how remarkable it was last week? On Easter, the great feast day of life and resurrection. Jesus rises from the dead and he greets his own, Moses and Elijah and John the baptizer, Mary Magdalene and Cleopas and Simeon and Simon. With his words, Jesus opens the scriptures to them. And with the breaking of the bread, he opens himself to them. By doing all of that, last Sunday, Jesus teaches the most basic lesson of Easter. Life lives and death stays dead. You remember now how that works in practical circumstance. Jesus takes us, along with all our hurts and all our fears and all our sins and all our death, down into the grave. We are all there together. Then on Easter morning, Jesus rises, and we rise. But our hurts and our sin and our fear and our death stay in the grave. That garden tomb becomes the new Garden of Eden. We are raised, but... The seal is not broken on our sin, and the stone does not roll back for fear and death. Jesus and his church are up and running. Everything else is locked down. Today, eight days later, the disciples have it part way right. They got the locked part right. But they are locked in, and Jesus is locked out. And they are still afraid, and none of that is best on this Sunday after Easter. We can understand them, of course, and we can even empathize. Fear is a common response to shock and to change. And there was no bigger shock than the crucifixion, the Lord of glory nailed to the cross. There was no greater change than his resurrection, dead man back to life. And so it is easy to be scared that Jesus died, easy to be scared that he rose from the dead, and easy to be scared that he didn't. They fear everything. When we fear, we do tend to hunker down and protect ourselves and to lock our doors. It is very common, and we can understand it, we can even empathize with it, but it is not Easter, and it is not Christ, and it is not church or life or best. Now, you shouldn't get me wrong. For Jesus, all of this today is not really an issue because Jesus Christ is not really stumped by locked doors. The Jesus we meet again this morning is resourceful and imaginative and persistent and gracious and clever and even miraculous. And he seeks us, even in our loss, our fear, our death, our trauma. Jesus comes to us. In these days after Easter, Jesus will not be locked inside the tomb 
away from his creation, and he will not be locked outside the church, away from his community. Slipping his newly risen flesh and blood through the stone of the tomb, and later in the day through the wood of the door, Jesus stands among them, coming in peace with open hands, showing them his side, showing his wounds to comfort us and breathing forgiveness, and even offering Thomas a touch, if that's what it takes to dispel his doubts. Jesus lives, Eden is restored, and all is well, except, except the disciples only have it partway right except for the people who are still locked out. After Easter, Jesus is not the issue. He goes where he wants, inside or outside. But normal folks like you and like me are not so nimble. We do not move so easily through stone or wood. So if we lock our doors from fear, and if we lock our doors against change, if we lock ourselves inside, we do not lock Jesus out, but we do lock others out. And those folks are the issue today. Which then, you see, brings us very easily to the capital campaign with its code name Eucharistia. In a sense, when there is no place to sit and no place to park and no place to meet and no place to store our things, when there is no room in the school, when there is no room for visitors, when people cannot get in, we have got our doors locked. On the other hand, the Jesus who has made his way among us again this morning, the Jesus who is right now in our midst, breathing absolution and naming us in baptism and giving us the body and blood that hung on the cross in the Eucharist. That Jesus is all about being open. He comes to those even who betrayed him and he doesn't curse them. He opens himself. He opens his hands. He opens his wounds. His gifts pour out. In a word, all that Jesus does can be summed up this way. Growth, both in numbers and in maturity. In these last 11 days, Monday, Thursday, through today, Jesus' death and resurrection have made that completely clear. On Monday, Thursday, Jesus gives his Eucharist with these instructions. Do it over and over and over again. Do it so it forgives your sins. Do it so it binds you to the Holy Trinity. Do it so that it binds you to each other. Do it so that it pushes you out into the world to do some good. Do it because it strengthens you for the task ahead. What is the task ahead? He tells us in the gospel for today, in their second meeting on Easter. Jesus comes to them and he breathes on them and he forgives them. And then he says, if you forgive sins, they're forgiven. And then, even as the Father sent me, so I send you. It's all about other people. Jesus repeats this again 40 days later on Ascension Day when he gives yet another sacrament. Jesus gathers the disciples and he says, 
In your going, as you go, as you're out, make disciples by baptizing and teaching. You make them by baptizing, and you make them stronger by teaching them. And now go out to everybody everywhere and carry on until I come back. From now till then, you are not done. And then 50 days later, at Pentecost, it is precisely the same story. You know this. Jesus has gone up. The Holy Spirit comes down. And he sends his disciples out from Jerusalem through Samaria to the ends of the earth, first to the Jews and then to the Gentiles. Why does he do that? To gather in his own so that his church becomes an Acts chapter 2 church where people are devoted to prayer, to the teaching of the, of the apostles, and the breaking of the bread. This big Monday, Thursday, Easter, Ascension, Pentecost finish is all about being raised up and unleashed and unlocked and being used for the good of other people. It is all about growth. It is about horizontal growth in numbers. It is about telling people the good news of Jesus Christ and giving them the sacraments. It is also about vertical growth in maturity, that we would grow up and live outside ourselves for other people. It is both and, because Jesus wants a rich, thick, growing, sacramental church that does his will. It's not about us. As soon as we are in, it's about somebody else. It is a church that moves and does the good that Jesus wishes. It is about a church that does not settle, but does what is best in selfless love, in deep obedience, and in thoroughgoing maturity. And all of that is non-negotiable. It is just what Christians do. And so we learn from our brothers and sisters this week after Easter that our task is not to get it just part way right. It is to get it all the way right and to press on toward what is best. Best for Jesus, not for us. Best for others, not for us, so that Jesus gets what Jesus wants. His creation restored and all his children back. That is the aim of the church and that is what you are good for. Jesus is trying to create a post-Easter world where dead things stay dead. Sin and death and fear and shame are all locked up. Those things are locked away and that seal is never meant to be broken. But you and I have been raised with Christ and we have been set to a new life as a community for the good of anybody, anywhere, who will pay attention to the gifts that Jesus Christ gives. There is no defense against this. There is no defense against Jesus, especially in the church. This is non-negotiable. This is just what the Christian life is. He rises, he comes, he opens himself, he shows himself, he loves us, he breathes, he forgives, he gives, he pushes us out. Happily, we have what he is giving, Gratefully, we do as he bids. Thankfully, we listen as he speaks. All of that is Eucharistia.
gratitude, thankfulness, joy, courage, hope, that is the resurrected life. And it is that life that takes its concrete form in two weeks as you fill out your pledge cards. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.